investing in a coach for me also benefits my kids because I'm like showing up as a better mom and I'm able to scale our business and make sure it's more profitable. And I'm, you know, connecting with other people to make sure that I have support systems in my life so that when I do come home, I actually have the energy to give to my family. Welcome to Mama Has Goals, your weekly reminder that you shouldn't have to sacrifice your dreams to take on the role of mom. I'm Kelsey Smith, mom of two boys, wife, and entrepreneur who's passionate about helping other moms, current and aspiring, to reimagine mom life. I'm bringing you the resources, support, and relatability to debunk that limiting belief that you may have about your ability to achieve your goals while raising a human. We're covering everything from mom guilt, marriage, relationships, careers, finances, mental health, physical health, you name it. Your life doesn't have to fully shift once you become a mom. You can have it all, and we'll show you how. Hey, Mama. Thanks for tuning in to Mama Has Goals. This is your weekly reminder to reimagine mom life and rediscover your multifaceted self. I'm Kelsey Smith, and I am so excited to officially have a podcast launched and out into the world. Having this platform to connect with you is so important to me because I know as busy women and mothers, it can be so hard to fill your own cup. But podcasts allow you to pop something into your ears, maybe while you're doing the dishes or laundry, going for a walk, or if you're in the car. And I cannot wait to bring you resources, support, and relatability each week here. Today's episode is such a good one. But before I introduce my guests, I wanted to share some exciting things coming up in the Mama Has Goals community. As we end 2022 and we go into 2023, it is so important to end strong and set ourselves up for success in the new year. So we'll be putting together various resources and some free ways that you can connect with us to make sure that you do that just for yourself. You can text podcast to 707 347-0319 to make sure you get in on that. This guest knows all too well the power of the podcast platform, especially as a free resource to support so many in the privacy of their home, on their growth journey, and anything that they're going through. So much so that it's now the business that her and her husband run to share positive messages out into the world through the podcast platform. Brianne Hafelman is joining me today, and Brianne is a mom of two, 11 and 13-year-old, and the co-founder of The Good in Media alongside her husband, Danny. Talking to Brianne really just reminded me of how resilient we are as mothers, partners, and business owners. She's been through a lot of tough times, but she so graciously opens up and shares about quite literally all of it in this episode today. And the overarching theme of what we talk about is personal growth and development. We talk about her tough journey navigating her and her family's involvement in the church, how she supported her husband through a time of depression, taking the leap from a nine-to-five entrepreneurship, and then my favorite of why her and her husband place a large emphasis on investing in their self-development, meaning things like masterminds, courses, coaches, you name it. You can connect with Brianne on Instagram at Brianne Hafelman. It's H O E. F-E-L-M-A-N-N. And of course, that'll be in the show notes. But also make sure you're giving me a follow at Mama Has Goals. I would love to connect with you. Now let's welcome Brianne to the show. Brianne, I am so excited to have you here. And I just want to jump right in. You co-founded a business with your husband called The Good in Media. I want you to tell me about why you decided to go into business with your husband, the background on that, and especially in the midst of like raising two kids. Oh my gosh, what a good question. And I'm so excited to be here with you, honestly. Um, We've become like fast friends recently. And so any chance I get to talk with you, I'm so down. Also very obsessed with both of these topics. So we actually went into business out of necessity, I guess is the word. Um, We're accidental entrepreneurs. We started our business three years ago, honestly, because my husband was fired and he and the, I guess you could say partner he was growing his previous business with, 
um, was the guy that funded everything. And Danny was the one, he was like the operator that did the hiring and, and did the daily operations of everything. And when they started butting heads, Danny got fired. And so literally like we got together for lunch and had this conversation that I will never freaking forget because it was one of the best decisions we both ever made. And it was like, well, he could go get another safe, you know, quote, safe job, or he could use those skills to go into even just being a freelancer for himself with podcasting, because that's what we do mainly with our media company is podcasts. So we sat down, had that conversation and we're like, okay, let's just give it a shot. And at that time, like we were literally thinking so minimally, it was like, I had a job, I had a nine to five. And so I was like, if you could come up with like an extra thousand dollars a month, like let's give it a shot and try it. And within that first month, he replaced the salary that he had at that other company, which wasn't anything like super crazy, but like it literally took, took us from this idea of like, oh, we could make maybe just like a thousand dollars on the side and see what it looks like to have a little bit more freedom with work. And it turned into this belief that we're like, actually, this could be something bigger. And so that was the start of the business. And then a year to the date of when he was fired, I gave in my two weeks uh, at my job and came full time with him into the good and media. So that's been, I mean, I'm sure we could dive into a lot of different things, but it's been the the best. And I feel like anyone that's in business for themselves understands that it's like the best way to do personal development because it forces you to grow. Like you have to figure it out. You're the one that has to problem solve. And so bringing that with raising our kids, like, it's been so fun because that's literally the conversations we're having at the dinner table. We're like talking about growing businesses and personal development. And now they have two entrepreneurial parents in this crazy household to kind of guide them and and see what it is that they want to end up doing one day. I love that so much. And I think the craziest thing, so how, what year was that? How many years has it been since he took that leap? So it's been three years. And that was, if I'm doing math correctly, that was August of 2019. So it was like right before the pandemic hit, which I know that was a crazy time for everybody too. And then I came home August of 2020. Wow. And I think it's just so important to step and reflect. And hopefully you do this enough for yourself to think, what if you hadn't taken that bet on yourselves? Like, what if Danny had been like, no, you know what? I'm not going to pursue that. I'm going to do this instead. How different your lives would be today from just that simple decision to really just bet on yourself and be like, you know what? Let's try this out and see how it goes and have your kids witness that whole thing as well. Yeah, I, I am grateful for that reminder because I don't do it enough. And I think knowing Danny and I, we eventually would have figured it out, I think, but it would take us so much longer. And that's why we're like, okay, that day he was fired was honestly the biggest gift because um, to give you a little backstory, I'm, I'm not super woo woo, but I totally also believe in it at the same time. And so like three days before he was fired, he started journaling. Like I quit my job. I think it was like six months. He had like the date written down. He was like, I'm going to like, so we already kind of had had the conversation of like, we need to go do something else because he knew he wasn't happy. Like it was a mutual like this isn't working. And it almost was like the universe, God, whatever, just being like, nope, you're doing it now. Like you don't need to wait six months, like just go do it. So I'm grateful for that reminder. And I think we're very personal development focused. And so around that same time, I remember having the conversation with Danny about a lot of people say it a lot of different ways, but um, if you know Jess Glazer, I think it's Jess, Jessica DeRose now, she had said something along the lines of, are you living your worst case scenario? And at that time, like I wasn't happy at my job. Danny wasn't happy at his. So we're sitting here we're like, okay, worst case scenario. If we were to just like take the leap and go do something different, if it didn't work out, what would happen? We're like, well, we would go get jobs like we have right now. And so it was like that reminder of like, we're literally already living our worst case scenario. We've been through harder things that I think by the time we we got to that point, we kind of knew our mental toughness and we were like, okay, we can we can figure it out. I love that saying as well and that perspective of, okay, if it doesn't work out, what would you do? And it's almost always go back to doing what you're already doing. And I think that there that can feel like a little tough to some people sometimes, but the opportunity of what's on the other side is just like truly what's so amazing. But I'm sure that there's tough days too. So let's talk about like some of the hard things working side by side with your husband now that you're both in the business. Is it difficult? Does it make it scary? I know a lot of people, they talk about putting all your eggs in one basket. That's like a common phrase that's used. What are kind of some of the ways that you guys manage the 
like actual logistics and emotions of that. I'll be the first person to say it was super messy at first. And and I'd like to like, you know, pat myself on the back and be like, I'm a pretty good communicator as a wife. But then when you come into a business, you're like, he had completely different systems, if any. And when I came into the business, it was like a lot of it, he was running from his own head. And we had two editors that worked with us at the time. And so they kind of like, you know, it was half in email, it was half on text messages. So as I came home, I know a lot of people, I'm not saying you should just jump from one to the next. That's how we did it is I literally like was not in the business at all. And then I quit my job and came home and was like, hey, I'm going to help in this now. There was no like financially, we, we had built it so that there would be a runway from one to the other. But as far as like, daily tasks like I I had nothing to do with the business until all of a sudden I did and so coming into it one you're dealing with ego which Danny and I both have like I I like we both are ambitious people like as we've dived into this whole entrepreneurship world I realize I'm like oh I've been cut out for this my whole life I just didn't realize it and so like there's definitely ego at play but also a big thing for us having it be our marriage and our business, I think I was so worried in the beginning and looking for advice for from other people about like, well, how do you separate the two? Because mm-hmm. I thought in my mind, it was like, they have to be separate. You know, it's like, I, I we have such a good relationship and we've worked really hard on that, that I was like, okay, coming into the business, I, I almost wanted to like compartmentalize them. And so the biggest thing that I've learned is I'm like, don't separate them, just have boundaries. And I guess that's the same thing, but at the same time, it's like I already mentioned, we talk about business at the dinner table. When we go on date night, guess what? They're all a write-off because we talk about business. But like we enjoy it. And if it ever dips into something that is stressful, that's where we cut it off. Like say if there's like, you know, a, an, an issue with someone on our team, date night is not the time to solve that problem. But if we're sitting together and we're dreaming and we're talking about goals for the business or like things that are going to move it forward, that's the kind of stuff that I'm like, oh, all day, I'll have this be part of what we do together. Because we get to dream together too. So like, yes, it's hard, but most of it comes down to just communicating. Like when we do have those times where we do argue the same as you do in your, you know, day-to-day marriage of running a household. It's very similar, running a household and running a business. When you do butt heads or don't see eye to eye on something, it's just taking that moment to just like you would with your best friend or anyone, just have that conversation of, coming back to it and being like, hey, I, this probably is not how you wanted to make me feel, but this is how I felt and working through it. And then just setting systems in place for the future, which for us to answer your question in a very long winded way, looks like dividing up our roles so that we're in separate areas of our business so that we don't overlap and we're not stepping on each other's toes, if that makes sense. Yeah, I love that. So many things that you said I love. The last thing that you spoke to where you take different parts of the business, I've heard that that is so important to really have that be a collaborative effort because so often someone will start a business and then there's things that they don't like doing and their partner just ends up picking up the things that they don't like doing. And that doesn't set up anyone for success because that person might not actually be good at those things either. And um, I also love that you spoke to allowing yourself to talk about business without like strict rules of not after nine. I was actually just talking to Chris Harder about this. I said, do you guys have these rules, you and Lori? Because my husband and I love talking about this stuff. But it's exactly that when you're talking about the dream building, the vision, the bigger purpose and how that relates to your marriage and your family. I think that should be talked about as much as you want. But maybe if it's like the logistics of like frustrations with a team or like, hey, your grammar in this email or things like that maybe don't happen at date night. But <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. that. So the other thing you talked about is the, your communication within the business and how that works forward. And you've mentioned a couple of times that you and Danny are really big in self-development. But I know that there's been times where maybe you've been like, oh, is this a good investment for us personally and professionally? And how do you prioritize that and knowing like maybe that money could be spent in a different place in your life with your kids or in your business but knowing that that plays it back to your communication how you work with your clients and everything else that's such a good question like and it's so something that I've been thinking about recently even though we've invested a lot over the years in personal development whether it's like coaches or 
you know, masterminds or whatever it may be. And I feel like for us, when we look at the same way we're talking about conversations, you know, at the dinner table or date night, like everything is mixed together. So like investing in a coach for me also benefits my kids because I'm like showing up as a better mom and I'm able to scale our business and make sure it's more profitable. And I'm, you know, connecting with other people to make sure that I have support systems in my life so that when I do come home, I actually have the energy to give to my family. When we look at that holistically, like it's it makes it a no brainer. But it wasn't always that way. Like I was the person of the two of us, of Danny and I, that resisted personal development for a long time. And I didn't want to. I mean, I'm sure, again, it comes back to ego. I sound like, a, like I'm like an egomaniac person. But opening up to having someone else tell me what I should do, that was something that like was difficult at first. Admitting that I don't know everything, even though I know I don't know everything. But, but coming to, you have to have a certain level of humility and desire to learn and grow. And, and I didn't always have that. And Danny's always been the person that has led the way in that front because his mental health has been something that he struggled with for his whole life. And that has kind of helped him understand that he's like, if I'm not investing in learning and growth, whether that's like my time, which is honestly your most valuable resource or your money, which is renewable. But I know that that can be hard to to let go of too at times. Like he was like, no, I need this or else I'm not going to be a happy, healthy, functioning human. And so I've just followed his lead in that way. So if there's anyone where they're, you know, they're the the person in their partnership, where they're the one that's seeking out investing in things, just keep doing it for yourself. And that example is going to ripple into everyone else that knows you, your spouse, your kids, it, it benefits everything. I think that's so important. And a lot of what you spoke to that I heard was really you know, sometimes it's like, okay, you're in the hustle. You have to pay those bills. You have to do those things. You might not have the financial means. You're maybe feeling a little bit in survival mode, but there's also this opportunity cost of like, what if you don't, right? Right. And so I would love for you to share about how you have supported Danny through his depression and his self-development and how you also had to learn how to support him and how that self-development helped you be able to do that as a family, not just a wife. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, that's a big part of our of our story. Like really some defining moments in our life was back in 2016, um, Danny really struggled with um, depression to the point where he was having suicidal thoughts and um, just not mentally healthy to the level that he couldn't keep consistent work. And so when you talk about like, getting to a point where financially things are tough and they're tight and you need support. Like I understand what that's like a thousand percent because we had a, a, a point because of that year. And I point out that that whole year because like we ended up losing our house because of that season. Like, like we ended up moving in with his sister and I'm so grateful for our family who was there to support us and, and help us and guide us. And, and again, it was, it was messy. Like, as the support person of someone who's struggling with something that severe and difficult, you go through every emotion that you would expect someone that's in that situation to go through. Like I was, you know, empathetic and I felt for him and I I was, you know, sad for him and our kids and our family. And I, but it also like got to the point too, where like you talk about me supporting him and, and I'll, I'll get to that point. But I think the important thing is if someone is in that situation, they have to figure out how to support themselves first. I had to step into being that strong person to move things forward and help dig us out of that hole. And we did it together, you know, like we literally were to a point where we were negative $700 in our bank account until like Chase cut us off. They were like, nope, that's it. Like, like that was like, you know, our bills that were on auto pay for our like cell phones and stuff that were being pulled from there. And finally, it was just like, no. So trust me, speaking back to the point of investing in yourself or in personal development, like there's always a way to do it. You just have to be creative. So listening to a podcast like this, that's number one, the thing that we did where we were like, okay, this is how we're going to find therapy and mentorship is through free resources like podcasts. And that's how I was able to strengthen myself and support myself enough that I could support him. Because it's so, I had to understand that we both were going through our own separate struggle within the same environment. 
So I wasn't the person that was struggling with my mental health. I wasn't the one that was dealing with depression like firsthand, but he was. And because of that, I had my own things that I had to kind of work through and support myself and love myself, realizing that, oh, I was someone that relied very much on his like reaffirming of how much he loved me or that he was there Mm -hmm. for me. And, and when he couldn't even be that for himself, of course he couldn't be that for me. And I had to learn to be that for myself. That's why we're so passionate about personal development, because that's the thing that saved us. Honestly, it saved our marriage. And, and it's the only reason like we're able to do what we do now is because we did seek out learning from other people and trying to help ourselves understand how we could think bigger than we currently were because that wasn't going to work for our family. So much of what you said I resonate with. And I think it's just such an important reminder for people that we can't rely on others for our worth and happiness. And we also have to understand that a lot of people are going through things that we don't understand that they're struggling and going through. But when we talk about investing in ourselves and expanding ourselves in education, it's not always high-dollar programs. Like you and I have both graduated to have pretty large investments in our self-development, but it started with free resources. It started with Google. It started with podcasts. Um, There's a lot of free books you can find. And I think that that is so important, especially when you're in a place where you maybe are struggling a little bit more severely honestly, putting yourself into a large program or container could actually be detrimental in my opinion. I think really doing some of that self-work first and giving yourself that space makes it a little more tangible for the for most people to be able to really sit there and work through that. And also, like you said, you were both holding each other up, but you weren't pulling each other out of the ditch. You were like, hey, let's get here together. I'm not going to be able to push you out all by yourself. You're going to have to climb too, but let's be a team and do this together. So I thought that that was really, really great. I would love for you to tell us a little bit about where you guys are at now, how overcoming that and graduating to where you're at now, how are things going, and do you have any feedback for the kind of day-to-day actions that you guys take to stay ahead of it. Kind of going back to you pointing out like how far we've come and do we take the time to really soak that in? No, like I'm so grateful for that prompt because it's like going back to that story, you know, like that's it's been a little while and there's a lot that's happened and you talk about like what we're able to invest in now. Like we invest more now in mentorship and coaching, probably double what my old salary was at my job that I quit two years ago. Which is amazing. It's insane. It's and and I think like we kind of put blinders on and think like, oh, I'm not growing fast enough. Like we're all guilty of that. It's like, oh, I'm not, you know, I, I could be here because we see someone else has accomplished it or we're really big dreamers. And I and I think that's super powerful to take a second to think about like where we are now because we've come so freaking far and and it's all relative anyway like we talk about the point in our journey where it's like we're only able to invest maybe time at first because either that looks like free resources or it looks like trading your service or whatever mm-hmm. that is um, with somebody else to be able to continue to learn and grow or have you know like we've done that for masterminds we were like hey we can trade services to be in your mastermind i don't have the capital to invest in it yet but in the beginning that was the way we were able to get you know gain traction and so i mean where we are now both on the level of investing in ourselves and just in the level of of mental health and and how we're i mean it's always an ongoing thing and I think that's why my brain has a thought to just point out, like, remember how far you've come. Because just like your physical health, like your mental health, it's something you always have to work on. And so those daily things look like going on a walk together. It looks like continuing to seek out personal development and have other relationships outside of each other to support ourselves. So like I, you are one of those people for me where I'm like, I know I can text you and be like, hey, can you help hold me accountable to going on a walk or going to the gym? You know, I know Danny has those people in his life too that they check in with each other and make sure they're doing things to support their mental and physical health. And that's that's number one, like before anything else, because that's 
taking care of our mental and physical health allows us the ability to do the amazing things we're doing in our business and in our family and having that time together. So hopefully that makes sense in some way, but it's just, it's, it's all the little things, all the little things add up to being able to invest at a higher level. All the little things add up to being able to have a better relationship and better mental health. I think that often people are looking for kind of this crystal ball. And I think the answer almost always is in those daily activities of like, hey, how do you feel today? Have you gone for a walk today? Have you communicated today? And the other thing is, you know, the second time we really spoke was when we're like, hey, we're going to hold each other accountable to move our bodies because that was something we were both working on at the time. And I think that so often people have surface level conversations that they're not able to find that person to support them outside of their family because they don't have those conversations. And I think that's another thing I wish people would take away because if I hadn't been like, you know, the number one thing that I just like can't get myself to do right now is move my body. I wouldn't have been able to have you step up and be like, well, let me help you. Like, let me help. How can I support you? But you have to share what you're going through to the people to support you in order to receive the support. And I think that that's so important with everything that we're talking about. Yeah. No one's a mind reader. So it's like you you have to you have to share. But I mean, going back to that same example, both of us invested in being in a room and that's how we connected. Yeah. You know? And it wasn't a, it wasn't a crazy investment. Like it was a one day event that we both happened to be at. But it does take putting yourself in, in the room, like thinking of this is something I'm talking to my one on one coach right now is like I'm seeking out new relationships um, and maybe even people that I already know, but like people that are going to challenge me and help go with me to the next level that I'm going to, you know, because just like your habits and everything what got you to where you are will keep you there. It's the same thing with like, you know, people talk about it all the time, like the five people that you're you're closest to. And and that goes for you, you as an individual and your marriage. Like who are the five couples that you're closest to? And then just saying like, okay, if I if I know I have these big goals and these big dreams and that might be just getting healthier and fitter or it might be adding another, you know, 500,000 in revenue next year, or it might be whatever it is. Like, like if you have those goals, it's like, okay, who's already doing it or who's on their way to do it? So you and I, for example, like we're on our way to having better physical health and taking care of ourselves because we take care of everybody, you know, but it's like, okay, we both resonate with that. Like, oh, I could take better care of myself on a consistent basis. So like, I'm going to link up arms with you and say, Let's check in with each other because we're both on that journey. And that can look like that or it can look like literally hiring a trainer and being like, keep me accountable, you know, but like there's different ways of doing it. But it's just like, how are you putting yourself in the room and then speaking up and saying what you need? Otherwise, yeah, people aren't going to know how to support you. I think that's so important. And I know sometimes when I was at a place in my life, people would share these things with me that they had overcome, that they had done. And there would be a part of me that'd be like, well, you don't know my situation and you don't know my story. And we've talked a lot about your story and the things that you've overcome, but you also had a whole other story even before that 2016 of really your family and your dynamic. I know that you grew up in the Church of Latter-day Saints, better known as the Mormon community. And I'd love for you to talk a little bit about just kind of what that looked like from a younger age. I know you and Danny were married fairly young and just how that maybe changed the dynamic of your family beginning and self-development and your personal professional goals and aspirations at a young age. I mean, there's so many good things that come from growing up in the church. And I'm sure a lot of people resonate regardless of what religion you were raised in. Um, there's so many good things that I take with me. And there was a major focus for me, at least in my family, how I was raised and being part of the LDS church of like getting married young, starting a family and that being like, this is going to be the thing that brings you the most joy in your life, which I agree with like 99% of the way because being married young, because that's what we, we, we did all the things, you know, like I was 18 years old when we got married. So I was 18 and Danny was 19. I had Nevaeh when I was 19 and I had Daxton when I was 21. So do the math, they're 11 and 13 now. Like we've almost been married for 15 years. Like we're so young and and again, so many blessings and wonderful things come from being a young mom. But I definitely, when you talk about how that's developed me as a person and my goals, I, I didn't really think of anything that I wanted for myself outside of being a mom. And it's still my most favorite job, role, part of my life. Like I love 
Danny and I love our kids. And over the past few years, it's interesting, like, so our timeline of like 2016 and that being hard, um, we actually stopped going to church in 2020. So part of that, and I definitely want to be careful because by no means do Danny or I blame the church or our upbringing in the church being what caused his depression. But part, a small piece of that hard part of our life was Danny knowing that he no longer believed in the church and feeling like he couldn't tell me about it because it literally was something that he thought would tear our family apart. And it does to some families. That's a reality, you know. And and again, that's not something that's like taught, you know, from the pulpit. It's not doctrine, but but it is something that's very difficult to navigate. And so growing up in the church, so many wonderful things. We get to this point where he knows that he doesn't believe in the church anymore. And kind of, again, side by side, I'm, I talk about how we're such great communicators, but again, we'll throw it back to like, if you don't say anything, like no one's a mind reader. Like both of us are having some of the same doubts and thoughts as each other at the time, but we just were continuing to go through the motions and go to church. Basically, it was almost like two separate things that we navigated. And so going through that season where his depression was such a it was such a focus and like helping him get healthy and help helping him heal. The discussions about the church weren't a, any part of that. And so because we went through that period of time when things were, I don't know, good again, things were, were better and we were back to some, kind, you know, normalcy um, and we were able to talk about it. It, it was like a, a year long process of him saying, hey, I don't I don't believe in this anymore. And me needing to to know again, like if if there's a theme of Danny and Brianne's marriage, it's like we very much grow together side by side on our own separate journeys, if that makes sense. Like like we are we are so, so careful to work on ourselves as individuals so that we know we're, we're growing up together because we liter- literally have grown up together. And so because of literally almost losing him and, and having living with that fear like I have and knowing like there, there's nothing that could come in the way of like, me being there for him and we've fought for our marriage and we love each other so much that by the time he came to me and was talking to me about the church stuff that's where I I had some perspective and I was like okay like I totally respect where you're coming from like that's hard for me to hear because I of the two of us I was still more like but this is my community this is like my whole support system at the time mind you this is in my transition from working a nine-to-five to being at home with him and running the business full time. And so it's like, it's almost like everything that I knew about my support and community was changing and shifting. Luckily, it's different. Like we we know a lot of different couples who they, they have different thoughts when it comes to their faith. Like for us, we've landed at the same point at different times. So like it's taken me a lot longer to make sure that my decisions around my faith are my decisions and not based off what Danny thinks because I think that's important too. Like I don't want either of us to feel resentful towards the other because we've made a, a big life decision based on just trying to make things easy in our marriage and, you know, kind of pushing through those things. So it's it's complicated with a church. And I think if anyone that's listening has been through a similar process, like they totally understand it's complicated. Yeah. But also it's so freeing and it's so fun for me now as a mom to be able to look and say like these are the things I loved about my upbringing in the church and I get to still carry on those things with my kids and these are the things that I don't feel fit our family because our family Danny and I and our two kids are different than me growing up you know with my six younger siblings and our big family and how my parents decided to to raise us and so like we get to choose for ourselves how we want to do those things and and it's all of it adds to each other so like my experience before in this discovery of actually you know what there's some other things that light me up outside of motherhood and that's okay and that's beautiful that's part of that evolution it's part of that saying like I get to keep what I want and leave the rest I think that's so powerful the whole concept and the words that you specifically I get to choose I think that's such an important theme for life, whether it's in your faith, it's in your job, it's, you know, we're here talking about moms with goals, whatever it is that you're choosing to pursue. And I also love that 
you and Danny stayed unwavering with your support and love for each other while you said, hey, you know, I need to kind of figure this out on my own while, hey, I'm here to support you. And I think that's so important in relationships and parenting is there's going to be times that you don't agree in parenting styles and business decisions and faith decisions and family. You know, are we going to that barbecue? Are they coming here for Christmas? Like whatever it is that you're navigating and being able to say like, hey, please tell me how you're feeling and what's going on. But I may need to sit with your thoughts before I determine if mine are the same or not. And being able to just have that maturity in your relationship and parenting to be able to do that and model it for your kids. And so I just commend you both for being able to do that, working through it, and being able to transition so much really so quickly if you think about it. I'm sure when you're in it, because I know, I mean, when you're in it, it maybe doesn't always feel like, whoa, that happened so quickly. But we're talking like six years since Danny shared his feelings with you about how he was feeling and six years really isn't that much right like when our kids go to kindergarten we're like oh my gosh like how did those six (laughs) years fly and then you think about like your transition as an adult in six years like that is really huge where you guys are at today um I would love to know do you feel that some of the opportunities that you've had unfold for you in the last couple years Are they related to leaving the church or stepping into this new version of yourself? Maybe it's not necessarily specific to the church. Or is it just kind of happened a long timeline? So that's an interesting thing for me to kind of dive into because my first thought is it so has to do with me listening to myself before anybody else. And that's what the process of leaving the church was for me. It was this going back to Brianna, what her thoughts are before the influence of my parents who very much still want us to stay and be part of the church, which I understand that's something that they worked their whole life to teach us about. And, and, and that's the, the core pillar of how they live their lives. And so I had to let go of that and be like, I'm, I'm not going to make decisions based on what my parents think or even what my, you know, my husband thinks, what my friends think. So January of 2020, I, I feel like this is like a whole history lesson of, of this timeline, but it's like it's fun to reflect on because like that January, I went on a solo trip to New York City and I spent a few days by myself. And that's like the first time I had ever done that. I mean, like I've gone on trips, like, but it's always like a girl's trip or a family trip or with Danny. And that was the first time I had ever done something like that by myself and just been alone for a few days and like taking myself to dinner and, and taking myself, you know, on a few dates Which and stuff. Which is so and, cool. It was so fun. It was so fun. Um, once I got used to the fact of like, oh, wait, no one else is going to decide if we want like Mexican or Chinese things. You know, you're by yourself. But there was so much that came from that specific trip and investing in time to myself to think. And so, yeah, I feel like when you look at opportunities in business, that kind of now I'm able to listen to myself and trust myself more. So whether it's it's like opportunities with collaborations or making new friends or like fully stepping into who I want to be as an individual and as a mom and as a wife, like it all comes down to me listening to myself. And that was like a muscle that I built through that process of, of leaving the church. And finally, like I remember at the end of that trip on that trip to New York, like I I hadn't been to church in a while and I decided I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm just going to go sit in the back row of like an LDS church service because I happened to be there over the weekend And I sat and I just was like an observer there in the chapel. So if you've ever been to an LDS church, like every first Sunday they do what's called a fast and testimony meeting where everyone gets up and they basically, they bear their testimony to the congregation and and tell them what they know to be true and, and, you know, their testimony. And I remember sitting in the back and thinking, I'm like, that's so beautiful for them. And I literally knew in that moment, I was like, but I, I used to feel certain ways about the things that they're saying and I no longer do. I no longer believe what I used to believe and and it literally took like me being by myself and spending like the you know three days prior to that by myself making lots of like little micro decisions on like which route do I want it like which train do I want to take to get to you know the lower east side to go get a foot massage like those little decisions to the point where then I sat like in the back of the chapel and I was like able to listen to myself and and me say like and know I was like, oh, yeah, this isn't this isn't for me anymore. And that's okay. And it's great that it's for other people, but it's not for me. And so 
like just bringing it back to other opportunities, like I'm a completely different person because I've learned to listen to myself through that process. Yeah, I think that is so powerful. And one, I think it's so great to go on a solo trip by yourself. Um, I actually haven't done that either, but I feel like I have putting myself into completely like situations where I didn't know anyone and I was on a trip by myself there. But the other thing that what you're saying made me think about, because this applies to other things than just the church, right? Like if you are feeling like you're no longer connected to a friendship or a group of people, or maybe it's your work environment or any of those things, And then you allow yourself to get quiet and question and listen to yourself whether that's really meant for you and that's what you're supposed to do. And then you start having those questions. But I actually love what you did is you put yourself back in that space, right? And then to be able to have those thoughts there. So if you go put yourself back into that friend group you're questioning for, you know, a get together or you put yourself back into that job um, environment or it could be really anything. And then you're like, you know what? This actually doesn't feel good for me anymore. But the other thing I love that you said is you still gave it grace for what it did give you. And you said, you know what? I love that this served me in this version of me in this portion of my life. And I want to thank it, but it can't go with me forward. Now I'm this version of Brie and I'm going to listen to where I need to go next. So I think that that is so beautiful and so applicable to so many areas of life. Thanks for just wrapping a bow on everything that I've said, because I feel like I kind of do the long winded like side road version. This is the kind of stuff that Danny's like, get get to the point. Brianne like <laughs> like no like wrap no. up your story. and then you like wrap it up with a bow but but it's true like and and I'm a big believer too and like there's lessons everywhere and there's for me this is just something I try to live by is like instead of focusing on the things that are like hurtful or negative or um the things that I could get angry about because like and, and trust me I think anger is like a, a powerful tool and emotion and a motivator too if used the right way but like in my daily life, it doesn't serve me to be hung up on the things that I am, you know, angry about. And it's just like, no, what am I going to take with me that's good and then leave the rest? And that, that's something that's been huge for me is just like, instead of being angry about, you know, past situations or the church or whatever, just saying like, okay, what are all the good things from this that I can take with me? And then you just grow. You go from there. And I love looking at it and thinking of like the different chapters that we have in our life, right? Like if you truly, because our lives are stories, right? And we are the author. And I think sometimes we forget that. But being able to look and say, okay, I am writing this story. That was that chapter. That was the portion of the plot. Now we're moving on to the next one. And that actually brings me to the last topic I would love to have you share about is this new chapter that you're writing for you and your family that you really was slightly inspired by that New York trip, if I remember correctly. And that's one of the first places you're going to be going. But you've allowed yourself to re-envision what your family dynamic and living situation can look like. And as you know, I'm stepping into something similar right now, but you have a plan uh, and uh, you're going to be executing it to move into Airbnbs throughout the country and homeschooling your kids starting next summer. So I would love for you to, to take our listeners to really what helped you come to this decision and how your kids feel about it. Oh, I'm so excited about this. It's going to be such an adventure. I know there's going to there's going to be some chaos too, but I mean, there's chaos at home too. So, you know, we'll just yeah. we'll just take it on the road. But a lot of it honestly has come down to us starting our own business and and setting our lives up so that Danny and I can work from anywhere. That's something that's really important to us. Like our entire team is virtual. We have a team of 10, and so they're scattered across the country and um, Canada. And so for Danny and I to have the flexibility to like work from anywhere and the same with our team. And so just one night, Danny and I were talking and we were like, well, Nevaeh is going to finish middle school. Like this is her, she's in eighth grade. So she's going to finish middle school this year. And, and we still weren't a hundred percent sure on where she would go to high school. There's a few options that we were looking into and nothing has felt like right. And so we were just having this conversation. We were like, oh, I just wish like we could spend some time and almost take a, like a gap year in between her like middle school and, and high school years. And we it started off as kind of like a joke. And then Danny's like, well, but what if we did it? What if we actually had the kids homeschool for a year and 
we traveled. I love it so much. And this is, I love that it was his idea too, because I'm the person that normally is, I'm like, I love being in different environments. Like New York City is my happy place. And so it definitely, like we've been as a family like 12 times, or at least between solo trips and and family trips, we've been like 12 times. And so I'm just like, I joke that we're not going to travel anywhere else until we do something like this. And so I think it finally got to him and he was like, okay, fine, we'll spend some time in New York and then we can go other places. But yeah, it just came from that idea of like, we have built a life around being able to be flexible. And I just want our kids to experience what that's like too. And so I'm not your typical, I mean, not that there is a typical homeschool mom, but I, I'm kind of finding that lifestyle because I just want to have more freedom as a family. And so we are going to look into tutors and stuff like that that can virtually help support our kids in their education as we travel. Um, but I'm so excited to just get to spend, you know, whether it's just in the States or even going abroad, like just traveling full time and living in out of Airbnb so that the kids can see what that's like to have that level of freedom and build their schedule and all the things that they need to do around the life that they want to have instead of vice versa, which I feel like is a very traditional average way of thinking. It's, well, I go get this nine to five. They give me two weeks off a year. You know, I I have to tell them I'm, I'm sick today. <laughs> like I need yeah. rest. Can I not come in? You know, like I want them to see other other ways of living before they graduate high school so that they can decide what path is best for them. But I'm so excited to to be a little gypsy family and travel full time. Yeah, I am so excited for you guys too. And I think it's so powerful for you to show your kids that because not that there's anything wrong with the other route if it feels good for you, but when it doesn't feel good for you and that's all you've ever known and witnessed, that's when it's like not super great, right? To be able yeah. to be like, you know what? I actually do think I want to go do this, but my mom and dad showed me that there are other things. I was you know, around other people doing different things. I think that's so important. And I just think it's so great that you guys are jumping in, kind of having this gap year to be able to go and explore. And it's so cool for them. So when you think about like the things that you're most nervous about, is there is there something in particular that you're like, I don't know how we're going to overcome that, but we'll figure it out when we get there. Again, I'm the person that's just like, I'll go next week. I don't care. Like I'm the one that's like flighty and, and like flighty is probably not a good positive word to use but like I I like to just go on a whim and and do fun things but when it comes down to like just thinking about is this the right decision for our kids like am I being selfish and wanting to to do this and I just remember telling Danny I'm like well I just I just don't want because we started talking about not only traveling but like they'll be able to probably have time for part of their education to be like learning about business and seeing if that's something that they want to get into and and starting their own, you know, their own funnels and stuff like that. We're, we're that weird family. Again, this is our, you know, dinner time conversations. And so I just told Danny, I was like, I'm, I'm worried about making them grow up too fast. And Danny's so wise and he's like, okay, well, what does that mean? Like, what would it mean for them to grow up too fast? And I look back in like my own childhood and having like I had to get a job when I was 15 because my parents didn't have a lot financially. And so like if I wanted anything like I provided for that myself, like my mom literally to the point where she's like, I I love my parents and they're incredible. But my mom was like, I'm buying pads for the girls of the household for their periods. If you want tampons, buy them yourself. And so like that's how it was. And so it was like from a young age, I I provided for myself. I was the oldest of seven kids. I was the little mother, you know, and I think in some ways I did grow up maybe a little bit faster because I was already worrying about paying my bills. I was worried about paying my mm-hmm. my car insurance and my cell phone and stuff like that when I was 16. And so I just told him, I was like, I just don't want them to have that same experience. And he's like, okay, well, back up there, like, what you're saying is you just want them to know that they're taken care of and that they still get to be kids and they still get to make mistakes and learn things and they don't have the repercussions of like, oh no, I have to have a job to provide for myself or I have to start this business to to provide for myself. They get to learn and they get to be in that childlike sense of of wonder of learning. And I was like, okay, then it's freaking solved. Let's go next week. Like, you know, I just like, I just needed that reassurance of just like, Am I doing, you know, this for the right reasons? And I, and I, having reflected on on all that, it's going to give us so much as a family and bring us so close together and allow that 
childhood to just look a little bit different and and to have this really cool experience that's like once in a lifetime. So other than that, I, I'm really not the person that's worried about the logistics. I'm like, we'll figure it out. Like we'll we'll find the places to be and just enjoy it. But it's just that intentionality part of my motherhood where I'm like, okay, am I am I doing the right thing for them? It's always so important to question that, but I definitely think you are. And I think that we never really know, just like when we make those choices with ourselves, right? And everything is a trade-off, but you are giving them perspective that they wouldn't have otherwise. And like you said, there's different ways of growing up fast. And I think that having education and exposure to other things is just so amazing. And just like we shared through your story, through all of this, every time maybe when you took that first step, you were like, this is different. This is new. This is a little weird. But to think how the last six, seven years have unfolded from negative $700 in your bank account, suicidal thoughts and depression in the home, leaving your job, leaving your church, you know, stepping into all of this to now be able to be a, I know, and I'll share it here, multi-six-figure business with also being able to take your kids abroad for a year or traveling in the States as well mind-blowing like so amazing so having all of that experience and having all of this goodness that you have shared with our listeners today if there was one thing that you would leave with the mamas listening a piece of advice or a quote or a hack anything that really you keep true to you and how you show up daily what would it be I think I have to just take it back to can I do two I'm gonna cheat yeah of course so so it's first thought that came to my mind is listen to yourself. Like you have to know what you need in order for that second part. My little, my cheating second is to then have someone or a couple someones in your life that can support you. So it's like just having that clarity on like, and you have to have white space to do it. We're all so busy, like doing our nine to five, like we're, we're growing in our career, we're running households, we're, you know, chasing littles, we're trying to make sure we have good relationships, not just with our spouse, but with the other people important in our lives. And I think it's so easy with all those spinning plates to like forget to take time, like literally have white space on your calendar just to be with you. The same way you would drop anything and be there for a friend if she needed you. Like we have to be that for ourselves first and then, you know, then have someone to reach out and be like, hey, like, Let's go on this journey together. And it gets to be so freaking fun at that point. But you just have to listen to yourself first. Thank you. How can everyone find you on the interwebs and support you? Oh, Instagram's probably the best place. So at Brianne Hafelman. And I'll be in the show notes, I'm sure, because that last name is really hard to, to spell and pronounce. But yeah, just I would love if you'd shoot me a DM on, on Instagram. Um, little plug for us right now. My husband and I are doing a mental wealth challenge. It's completely free. It's just something that we're doing through the end of the year if you catch it now. And I'm sure it's something we'll find a way to to do ongoing. But it's it's a few of those daily tasks, like the little little things we were talking about that add up to having you know, that that good mental health and growing your wealth and all of that kind of stuff. We're doing a little challenge with that. So if you shoot me a DM mental wealth on Instagram, that'd be great. And I'd love to see if you'd want to be part of it. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I know even just on your stories of both you, the good media and Danny's Instagrams, you guys share so much value around that topic. So definitely watch their stories and check that out. So, Brian, I just want to thank you so much for being here, for bringing so much value, sharing your story so vulnerably, honestly, and helping people from all different facets and walks. And you should be so proud of yourself and what you're creating for you and your family. I just want to thank you so much for being here. And mamas, if you loved this episode, please go follow Brianne. Go follow Mama Has Goals on Apple Podcasts. So you always know when I drop a new episode and leave a review with your favorite takeaway from this episode. See you next time.